life. All right, enthusiast. Bear Dom. <laughs> What's up, bro? <laughs> Dom Loxie at www.twitch.tv. <laughs> yeah, and this time, when you post it to YouTube, can you make sure the names appear? Because they didn't appear in the last week's one, but they did on my first episode. <laughs> so, welcome back, I don't know what enthusiasts, to... to... <laughs> Another episode of Misplaced Enthusiasm. Thank there you, Lyles. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. The four of us are back, per usual, per week. Gentlemen, it's been a hell of a week already. Better than it's ever. Better than ever. But it's been a hell of a week. It's only Tuesday. Um, so we'll get through it. We'll get through it like we always do. But uh, nothing new on the Walker front, guys. Um, we hit another waterfall over the weekend. Um, a little beautiful. And a little beautiful. just did some, did some stuff around the house because we're a little behind in getting everything uh, situated. Um, What'll happen, dude? But. Yeah, man. I mean, it's we're we're kind of going for the experience uh, yeah. right now. Over, um, over uh, getting stuff set in the house. So I mean, we got the couch and everything, you know. So we're good there. But um, you know, we're trying to get out and enjoy while we still can. I know fall is usually pretty difficult to to get out and around around here because everybody vacations up here and and all that. So mm. we'll uh, we'll do some of that in the fall, but. Otherwise, uh, Lyles, what, what what were you up to over the last week there, bro? Um, God, what the hell, man? It just worked like everybody else. Um, but watching a lot of the stuff coming out with the UFOs and the Pentagon again, of course, you know, that's yeah, like right up my alley, though I don't necessarily trust it. Like, if it was anybody else saying, like, oh, this thing exists, I might believe it. But as soon as, like, the Pentagon said, we back something, then I'm like, now I'm suspicious. You know, the whole idea. <laughs> they say it's actually real. That's just the way it works for some reason. It uh, kills the suspense. It kills the suspense. When the is government it says it's real, it kills the suspense. I, I it does for me. Like, I called it in like January. Like all, well, I'd say like when all the COVID stuff happened and then everything else was like, watch, this is going to, they're going to like, legit come out towards the end of the year and be like aliens exist and now you're the pentagon i think it was like the 24th said that um like they they have seen off-world club craft like admitted to it that they've seen yeah. off-world craft and it's like that's crazy yeah that it's actually that they're coming and the thing with everything else going on right now like it's just a blip on the radar people are like yeah okay like if we were moving on, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Man, they should just admit it. Just say, yeah, like the sightings. Like, what is the harm in acknowledging something? Like, if it is existing, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. But oh, I was going to go but on then, a political tangent about some of that. But then, but, no, let's, <laughs> let's, but, then, <laughs> but then, don't you feel like all of the um, like doomsday preppers and everybody's going to go like fucking crazy because aliens are real and. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. They're already like, we were right. Like, during the COVID thing with the toilet paper, yep. like the preppers with were like, the hey, toilet we're paper. We're but true. it's true, That's right? True. It's true. Like, yep. so you don't need these extraterrestrial beings coming down for that. It's like, oh, there's a hurricane. Okay, let's buy every, like, every piece of toiletry, everything that we need, household goods. Let's just, like, stockpile yeah. enough for and five months leave. worth. It's like Noah's Ark and then leave yeah yes. that's what happens right. to me it's like i always go out and my wife's freaking out and she's like you gotta go buy all this crap i go buy all the crap and then she's like 
I'm scared. I don't want to be here. And it's like, I just bought 7,000 canned goods. Like, what am I going to do that? Like, what am I going to fill the car with them now and put drive them to Live Oak? Like, or are we going to eat beans till we die? Like, I don't understand. I thought we were staying. Well, I want to go. Okay, fine. I'm fine with going. I just wish I didn't buy 7,000 cans of beans. That's it, man. That's it. Now, they no, should, they should just worry. say, yeah. See, but that's the thing is like I feel like we've had a few times where there's been like a big occasion like Y2K everybody started getting like prepped of course like, there are yep. people who thought something was going to happen and then the next one was like 2012 like everybody thought like oh the Mayans you know like there was so much yeah, yeah, around yeah, yeah, yeah. prepping and survival and the end of the world like for, since I've been alive I feel like I've heard about it like something's going to happen I've kind of been like feel like i've been primed to expect it i mean it's been every two years there's been a thing like yeah. 2009 was h1n1 i mean there was the bird flu there was swine flu there was ebola there was h1n1 one and two there was corona now there was sars which is a syndrome that you get from a coronavirus there was and that's all within like a decade and yep. then on top of that they layer in war on terrorism Cold, like then all the way back to like the Cold War and nuclear war and then the war in Iraq and then yeah, the race Somalia and then like, the war on terror and the war on drugs, which have both been going on for 30 years. One is to suppress crazy white people and one is to suppress ethnic groups and not allow them to get employed and ruin their family lives. That's neither here nor there. I didn't go there. I'm just saying. We were up here, and then all of a sudden, slippery slope. That was it. <laughs> in some damn blankets and gave it to the Native Americans in the 1600s. Uh, well, this is what happens I, when you don't interrupt Andrew. Like, if you let him keep going, he's going to get to a place that is hard to come back. It's very dark. I, I, can, I can be the same way, but. But, but you know, while, it's, but hard you, to dis it's hard to interrupt someone that speaks truth. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, Lyles, you posted the you posted the thing about SpaceX. Uh, well, what for us that? in the in the group chat, uh, where oh. they saw that that unidentified yeah. flying object go by. Yeah, that was See, really and, interesting. And dude. I'm trying. I feel like you're remembering more of what I sent you throughout the week than I am at the moment because I have like yeah. work. Like I see it, send it, put my phone away next time, and I, I don't think about it that much. Um, but yes, apparently they're they're saying that they're seeing craft around like the live footage they have with SpaceX, and there's been other stuff. But it's I don't know that stuff's always you gotta look into it a little bit more, of course. Well, yeah. more than one per like, but that's the thing: who's going into outer space? Like who else? Yeah. Like that's what you do when you try. Probably to China. Like, China's probably China living watched, up there yeah. somewhere. So maybe it's or, one of their craft. or it could be other beings. It could be the Klingons. We don't know. The Klingons. So like no, I'd say like for me the thing is if there's a physical being, like I don't think they're necessarily coming here right now from some other place. I think would that they would be here in the ocean. Like because that's what that's where a lot of these things come from. War actually. of the worlds, like they, war of the worlds, yeah. They're already here. Yeah. Well, like Nimitz, like the, the Nimitz tic tac toe or tic tac toe, tic tac <laughs> UFO, I should say. It was seen like hovering above like a bigger object. Um, I forget what they're underwater submerged object or they're submerged objects, unidentified submerged objects is what they're called. Um, so that it would be that they're using like cave systems and stuff underneath the earth or underneath our crust to like kind of pop up out of Puerto Rico and 
on, you know, out in the Pacific. So that's that's one theory that they're here. They've been here. So, but I think that lends theory to to all the movies where you talk about um, harvesting a planet, right? Getting all the minerals and all the resources, taking it until it's bone dry, and yeah. then moving off to the next one. Yeah. Well, well if you if you look at the Sumerians, that's what they talk about is like yeah. humans were a slave race, basically. Like we were created to do labor. And then when we were manipulated genetically, we developed a higher intelligence. And at that point we kind of realized the situation we were in and try to work our way out of it. So that's well, like a consumer. And that's what a Mass Effect video game was based on, right? Yeah. So you, um, the Mass Effect uh, trilogy, the original Shepard's trilogy, that was all about it where we were doing their work and then there would be a oh i forget what it was called like a, a rec it wasn't called reckoning but basically they would reset the time loop they'd eradicate mm -hmm. everything it would restart and then the new golden age would appear with a similar cycle yeah well think about it this way like so you have a group of people let's let's list this is theory this is craziness nobody listen to me please like this is just my <laughs> imagination don't record but, me and put me on the internet <laughs> but, right, <laughs> but, but like we might get quoted by cnn or someone Come so, on, god they need to check their sources um <laughs> if they do that but anyways what i'm saying imagine you know a group comes down here they find a group of hairy primates they they change their genetic code, they manipulate them, they're a little bit more intelligent. They they have them working for them, which they found like ancient like gold mines in Africa and stuff like that. And um, you know, of course, the same situation that you see like tools that you know shouldn't have been around at that time, you know, they were or they were apparently being used. So like so they have us, we're doing labor, they manipulate us to a point to where now we're aware of the situation. We kind of don't take it anymore, we rebel. And then, so then you kind of think about where we're at now, like, okay, so let's say these beings never left Earth, but realize like it's difficult to control a large population. They kind of disappear. Kind of like the, the saying, like the, the greatest thing the devil ever did is like make people think he doesn't exist. Oh man, usual suspects, loose, amazing. Yeah. Loose quote, <laughs> I forget what exactly yeah. it was. But it's the like greatest trick the devil played on the world was making them believe he never existed. There you go. Yep. So like, and so with that, then they become lore, they become these demigod type situations or daemons in Greece is what they call them. Um, and so they're referenced all throughout history, these beings, like the, the, it's, that's where it's interesting is you have these cultures that share the same beliefs, thousands of miles apart, thousands of years apart. They even share the same, a lot of times, symbols and architecture. So it's very strange. And they all say they got their culture, they got their society from somewhere else. So you raise this group of people up far beyond natural evolution, which science has proven, like at some point there was a God moment where we kind of jumped ahead a little bit. They don't understand necessarily what that was. Right, the enlightenment, um, yeah, enlightenment. Yeah. So you, you get through that point and now you're at a point where like Elon Musk is like well, the next five or 10 years, we're going to be able to implant this thing in our head and like hear music. And so the thought is, okay, so you can't, it, it would be difficult to enslave a group of people who were aware of the situation. Um, you know, once they rebelled, if, if there's more of them, of course, but, it, and there's very few of them, but what if they created a point where we kind of enslave ourselves? We all put ourselves into the system and then they pop up at the end once we're in this controlled system and they have the leadership and everything set up to kind of rule over. Yeah, his name's the Antichrist. Settle down. 
Yeah. So. Well, some people well, may yeah. say, yeah. I, I think it's a fascinating theory. I think that I think we're pretty naive to to understand that in a reportedly infinite universe that there's only one species, like there's only one planet that um, has multiple different species, whether it's you know like mammals or reptiles or whatever. Right? I think that yeah, sure the uh, chemical or, or physical makeup of a planet to make it inhabitable by humans and animal livestock that we have on this planet may not be conducive if they're in on Venus or Mars or whatever right but maybe there are other beings and other creatures like like I came over to Florida in the UK like I can barely live out here because of the drastic cl uh, climate change right <laughs> but like so but you know, and it's the same thing years and years and years, like, you know, four or five hundred years ago when people were traveling all over different parts of the world, discovering different new land, or, you know, not discovering, but coming across different lands. So, um, yeah, there's going to be an element of that. But I think to say that all the ideas we have of sci-fi movies, sci-fi comics, books and so on is a fabrication of our mentality that somebody just imagined without any direct influence i think there has to be something to your point lyles where like i do believe or maybe it's a wishful thinking kind of belief that mm. out of all the planets or the stars or the mini planets or whatever out there there's got to be of a kind of like existing organic beings and why should they be more dumb than we are right of a lower intelligence i mean we've got people of various intelligences on this planet already I'm trying to say it nicely yes, um you know higher lower function. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to call yourself out like that Andrew. i mean uh, <laughs> i pull um, myself down uh, but yeah so i think why not right why not have other um species out there with beings if people can believe in religious gods religious entities whether it's the greek gods whether it's the catholic gods whether it's the islamic gods right but it, like why not be other like intelligent organic life forms out on other planets why is that so different right they're still consciously physically intangible to us as a human race species mm -hmm. so why is that different to praying to an ethereal god compared to a potential organic being on a different planet i don't really see the cognitive dissonance between that what i think is different is what you said earlier about um, the potential occupation and slaving of a whole human species now we've enslaved people of our own species for years across different continents, right? That's still more prevalent to the social conscience right now over the last still few months. Right, exactly. So to think that, you know, we should be worried about that by a different organic extraterrestrial being, but really not have portions of our global people acknowledge that we're doing it to ourselves already is a bit ironic, I think. So, yeah, man, and I just like the idea of maybe being able to see Swamp Thing or Superman or, you know, being like E.T. come down one day. I think that would be pretty, uh, pretty awesome. Not and Captain be... Marvel, just so we're all on the same page. She's... <laughs> I mean, 
I, w- I wouldn't mind. She's I, I, the, I, she is one of the most powerful <laughs> beings in the universe, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I, I, I think true. she, yeah, but she's a good force. She's a good force, yeah. right? We're led to right. believe. And well, that and yeah. You'd have to imagine there'd be like so. If there's groups, if there's if there's more than us, and there'd have to be more than like one other group. So then you have to think the universe is teeming with life. So they'd have the similar problems we have. There'd be good ones, bad ones. It kind of depends on how they evolve, I guess. Um, right, right. But I mean, all you gotta do is think of like the Green Lantern universe, right? The Lantern universe has species from all over different planets become lanterns like that's how it would be just these fracturous different species inhabiting different planets and mm. different galaxies and different solar systems why not why not well i mean but I'm if down. there's a language barrier and they're trying to come take quote unquote take over the united states i feel like there's always going to be a, there, i mean well, dude, this is a whole reason that Brexit barrier. happened. Yeah, this is a this is a whole reason that Brexit happened. This is a whole reason for a lot of um, like sociological issues with immigration, legal or otherwise, right? So I think we still face that potential barrier and discrimination and potential internal an- anxious threat from some people towards other nation state people, right? So. It's just, and if you're an alien, right? If you're an alien, if you're like living it up on Neptune or something and it's really cool and you're chilling out there and then you look down on earth and you see the shit show that our civilization is causing to its own planet, let alone its own people, maybe you'll just keep on drifting because I noticed those (laughs) those images from the SpaceX one that you put up. They weren't coming down here to settle and land, (laughs) were they? (laughs) No, we're good. Not today. Not today. Exactly. Oh, that's hilarious. No, but you're right, man. I mean, it it is truly a shit show. No matter where you are in the United States. Well, don't you think that would happen in their civilization too, though? Like, Something similar should. I mean, theoretically, like there's enough population for it to occur. I think like, they would just yeah, look but, down and be like, they are currently at this stage in evolution. Like that's kind of. I feel like they well, like, okay, they have nuclear power, but they're still trying to kill each other. Like that's assuming here. that they have god complexes. Like that's the thing with, like yeah, it depends on the intelligence form humans is that we think we are better than everyone else like as an like as an individual for the most part most human beings look out for themselves first and if they have room for other people that's great and for the most part like whether like even if you look at world war ii regardless we thought we were right so did they they weren't losers until the war was over. And when the war was over, then we determined, okay, we're winners. But in like, if you like in the interviews of Hitler and stuff, like he was like, I'm not trying to kill everyone. I'm trying to save Germany. Like that was like, he had this thought that the Jewish people were uh, a race of people who were bent upon enslaving his country and taking advantage of people. We now know that that's not true and we don't agree with him. And so we stepped in to save the people. But until the last day of that war, 
the Germans thought they were right, and we thought we were right. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, it's really, all, I mean, it's really all up to perspective and what uh. side of the fence you're on. Are you on the one who's fighting for your ju- your justice, or are you fighting for other people's justice? This example is difficult because obviously Hitler was killing millions of people, and we were trying to save lives. But at the same time, I, like he was doing what he thought best for his country. It's, it's a what, difficult it's a difficult example to use as a discussion, but it's a, a very true one, right? Because there's always multiple perspectives depending on what your end goal or your desire mm-hmm. is and and um and yeah we you know if you're humanity and you see these odd looking shaped crafts descending from the skies mm-hmm. you don't know much about them and we've got all of these preconceived notions because of you know movies film comics literature and so on like you know, should an alien be small and green with long pointing out ears and talking backwards speak like Yoda? Or should they be these tall, long, gangly, lanky armed uh, creatures that want to probe us and stick needles in us and like make us as dry husks so they can use our life forces energy to fuel their ships? Like it depends on which, like how much you believe of the media and the entertainment services that have portrayed alien life forces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because E.T. was just cute, right? But they wanted to slice him open, right? Right. Yeah. And so we've all, you know, everyone goes around the Star Wars universe seeing all these different creatures in different cantinas and everything, and everyone's just chill. They're like super chill unless you are part of a dark side. And then everyone just wants to, like, control you, Nazism, um, in effect, of course. But, but again, think, the Empire... No, was, exactly. Like, yeah. they thought, like, they had I, their perspective was right. And the rebellion and all our terrorist organization. Well, they wanted law and order. You see, yeah. law and order. So, what's what? What is important? Like, is it law and order or justice? And who's the one determining which one is right? And then right, also, exactly. too, who's determining what justice is? Justice for well, whom? You have a exactly. law. You just that everybody agrees upon, but you just have to make sure that the laws implemented to everybody. I would say equally. some people agree upon. Like, well, no. Well, but, I mean, but we, there's disputes. Oh my god! I love this. How this has gone from like these uh, <laughs> ideas of what Lars has been up to this week, and then like a post about uh, alien forces, and we're going into like social justice matters. This is awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> because because Lars, you're right, right? So who determines what justice is? Well, justice is determined by the few privileged people that are in that room at that moment in time, right? Whether it's the um, British parliamentary system, whether it's the American constitution and uh, right system, mm-hmm. whether it's the Supreme Court, you know, whatever nation state you're in and whatever your laws are, or whether it's a communist state, a democratic, a democratic diplomatic state, you know, whatever the kind of legal state you're in for the people of that nation, that is going to best serve the people of the orig- of the founder's origin, right? So that's why all of this majority. has been... Co- right, yeah, exactly. So... When it comes to aliens, like we, like, do we go to the United Nations and say, "Hey, UN, uh, what is our policy against alien invasion or alien exploration?" Because that's the thing we talk about it from such a negative standpoint perspective. Going back to Andrew's point, because we've had, you know, all these film directors, movie makers telling us that to expect alien 
invasion they've if they'd have chosen that word through hollywood's history and said alien exploration or alien visitation that's a totally different context right because if you're visiting or exploring something mm -hmm. rather than invading something right because during the iraq war the term invasion was used a lot by media and by anti-war um protesters because mm -hmm. it was said that the british and american allied forces were invading iraq right uh to to rid their regime um so it is all just your your perspective as well so very very interesting There's, and we should definitely have a separate side podcast to talk about like theories of all of that nature yeah because so now i want to talk about russia the cold war and the tower i know exactly like, I, know. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to talk about the, the british empire and all that stuff yeah guys yeah. the name of the podcast is misplaced enthusiasm <laughs> about whatever the fuck we want to talk about it doesn't matter that's why i said today is today is is willy-nilly boys yeah. so let's go for it if you want to go for it i'm all in yeah so, so Lars, and as you are the the kind of lead on on like theories of this nature, what is your most interesting insight based on like aliens and whether they exist, whether they walk among us right now? Like, is there a Clark Kent walking among us that we don't know? Um, so, there's a researcher that I respect. His name is Dr. Jacques Vallée, and he's a leading researcher um, in the UFO field. Like, period. So he's not somebody you're going to see like on ancient aliens, really. Because um, that's garbage. <laughs> yeah, like so he's Is that a from, show or something? What's that? Yeah, that's a TV show. Okay, like History okay. Channel. There's that meme with that dude with the really weird hair and he's just like, ah! Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's been recent. Like he was part of Project, like involved in a way with Project Blue Book um, with our government. Like he's mm. he's like the who the government has gone to in like different governments. He's a, he's a French... Um, He's from France and, and he's worked over there, from France. Europe, worked in the US. Uh, but his thought is, well, I can't say his thought. I'll say like, so he, he has a few books out and we started to, to read them. Um, and so it's, it's interesting how relatable the aliens thing is to like historically what other groups called like demons or gods or angels. Um, or even fairies, like in certain lore, how like they have very similar characteristics in all of this. Um, and they kind of adapt to the situation that they're in, these beings, um, to represent themselves in a way that they want to be represented because they're able to like kind of control that. So, I mean, so the, I mean, that's the thing is, I, I think really, like, even when we talk about um, Skinwalker Ranch, like it's always more than just like the alien pop-up. They talk about like poltergeist scenarios and like it's it reaches into a world that we call spiritual or I think now like I think the real term is probably dimensional yeah, is yeah. what we'd be looking at. And so he has books on that. Um, I haven't read read that far just yet, but I did pick up his books just because I was like, if I'm going to like if he's the person that I'm going to kind of look to to see what his thoughts are on because he's the person I trust the most, then, you know, I kind of go to the source. But, and that's, that's a theory that these beings have always been around and they're not necessarily just physical, but they could be dimensional as well, which we're finding out, which is interesting because like you see like CERN and stuff like that with the hydrogen collider. Um, yeah. And then you watch Avengers when they, they have what looks to be like the hydrogen collider right there. And it's opening this portal to like another realm and these things are able to kind of like come through at that point. Um, if it were dimensional, then 
so like religion they would have considered that the veil in the bible and okay, in, yeah, in yeah. hindu religions that would have been we have a veil between us and the spiritual realm and it exists and we're fully unaware and the more we get involved with technology and the more we're sold on personally i'd say probably the like the lies of what like the current type of society could bring us um the further we get from that realm or being able to understand or or even you know kind of think of it so he has in his books he tells all these different stories and they're all very similar like alien cases of abduction and stuff like that are very similar to what people would have said you know 300 years ago of like an encounter with like a demon um so that's one thing that mainstream when they talk about ufos even though he's probably and all the researchers would say he's like the leading person to go to but they ignore that completely because i think they ignore it because it, then it, you're kind of lending credence to the spiritual aspect of everything and like this is not all it and there's more to this yeah it's kind of hard to kind of support or talk to a perspective that could break down your house of cards based on what you've been preaching mm -hmm. or talking about yeah. or whatever, right? Like on your social infrastructure, your social community structures as well. Yeah. So um, that's interesting. We should definitely put like a link in the show notes mm -hmm. and uh, on YouTube to like him and his books. That'd be pretty cool. To see if anyone's interested. I, yeah. I want to pick that up because I'm, I'm fascinated by that kind of stuff, especially the bit when you mentioned the veil, like, because for me in, comic book history and in religion and, and um, various fantasy RPGs I play, like a lot of those themes come through. So like in Dragon Age, there's a whole thing about the veil and, and siphoning the, um, slicing the portal of a veil through so you can step through different realms and different beings come through. Um, in, in religion, it's like, I was raised as a Catholic, but um, in that there are certain things that reflect it right when you're talking about you know god and the holy spirit and you know the, um, speaking in tongues and these kind of if you look away from the have faith have religion and don't question it perspective and you think about how it could relate to other interpretations of of the writings in the bible as recorded by man uh, for man you can see there's some kind of spiritual or dimensional or ethereal kind of connection or, or at least mm -hmm. a, a pattern or a, a, some kind of like nods across it all. Um, and then flash, I think for me, the flash comics would have was the first time I really understood it because he uses his speed and like uh, chemical electricity to break those um, walls of dimensionality whether it's time or space to go back in time forward in time or to have people um have their kind of otherworldly you know because there's in dc there's 52 um uh, parts in the multiverse and so all of those kind of different versions of people or times um or cities or whatever it is i think to have that theme of portals and dimensions and cracks through a reality, whether it's a matrix, um, something like that. I think there has to be something to it that encouraged that line of thought in the first place, mm -hmm. right? You know. Um, so I say, so yeah, I think it. I think it's all fascinating, and um, 
you know, probably never in our lifetime will we get any hard confirmation of it. But yeah. just imagine, just imagine, right? That well, I think it's crazy. funny because we we watched um, <clears throat> Hunt for Skinwalker. You know, mm -hmm. Lyle's uh, Andrew. We talked about this on a previous podcast with Tommy. Yeah. Um, and this was one that I found on Hulu that was done by um, shit. I can't remember his name now, um, but he did. Um, Jesus Christ. You know what? I don't remember what he did. Was he the one <laughs> but, that's on the Joe Rogan's podcast talking about the Nimitz Tic Tac and stuff like that? Honestly, man, I don't I even know. So. Um, I would have to look it up. Uh, look up for look why'd up you bring from, it up, uh, Nick? <laughs> I know, I know. Well, the whole my whole point was is that we were watching that and supposedly there's some kind of portal or somebody's seen some kind of dimensional yeah. type mm -hmm. uh or it's like the beam of light from that comes out of the side of the hill right right um uh, right up there on skinwalker ranch somewhere you know on that massive massive place but um i thought it was real interesting because i hadn't heard that before like um, when we talked about skinwalker ranch before it was just like a um a ufo buried beneath the surface and then uh paranormal activity was like through the roof for everything so this whole dimensional portal thing to me was really interesting um, you know, when they, when they came out and showed pictures, like they were, man, like they showed pictures of cows that where the farmers were out there, they were a hundred feet from this cow and they turned around and this cow was completely decimated and it was perfect. And they, they're showing pictures of it. Now who knows if it's real or, or, right, if it right, isn't, right, but, yeah. um, but I thought it was really interesting that, holy shit, man, like there could be some yeah. kind of wormhole somewhere yeah that you know something's coming through and well isn't that what they they mean they show us to like stargates and stuff like that like that yeah. that yeah. that's kind of similar but uh, yeah yeah you know um but in, that's in for way, travel isn't stargate mostly for travel yeah it's for travel right, right right but you'd have to assume that you're going through something in order to get to that other that other yeah, place. so you have the, to think a dimensional being would be able to occupy the in-between space Yes, yeah, it's molecular transference, right? So of of state from one place. It's like in the fly, right? When they're yeah. just trying to go through a teleporter, it's like it's just transfer transferring mm -hmm. uh, molecular mass and state. Um, yeah, I think I I think from all of these shows, all of these movies, all of the kind of like geek stuff that we're all fascinated by, coupled with all of the theories that we've we've been talking about and all the other ones out there, I think there's certainly you know, those ideas or, or inspirations, you know, they, they come from somewhere mm -hmm. or someone was on some hypertropic hallucinogenic DMT. drug. Right. <laughs> Probably exactly. Not DMT, but more like ketamine. Ayahuasca. No, ketamine. <laughs> High volumes well, of ketamine. I think, it's, I think it comes oh, internally. Like there's a reason why people seek this and why they, they, and I think for me, the thing that says like there's something else is the conclusion that a lot of different cultures share is very similar um, without outside influence. So it's a, it's a place that they got to on their own as far as God and, and like mm -hmm. what that means. Um, and so like I, I do kind of think it's more of a dimensional thing um, and that, that there might be beings that are at a different frequency, I'll say, than we are. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, and they can kind of tune in and out of our frequency. Um, well, it's like the, the Mayans, right? So when you think of all of the prophesizing of different previous civilizations, like we talk about 
technology and we probably I, I do immediately think of like digital technology right but mm -hmm. if you think of so you know prehistoric civilized uh, civilization their technology was you know things like astronomy astrology um you know spiritual prayer or or things and they were in what we would perhaps now look back on and call them primitive civilizations right because they didn't have digital technology mm -hmm. and so on mm -hmm. but actually the creations they had whether it was you know the the pyramids the um inca and aztec kind of civilizations um and their buildings the creations that we found through their archaeological um kind of discoveries i think all of them are geared towards these otherworldly beings of praise yeah. right that's why they all kind of are pointing upwards because it's like a church kind of temple um kind of well, they're all astrologically aligned to, like, if you look at pyramids in Egypt, they all yeah. very specifically, like, to the thousandth of degree, they, they're placed in a certain place, angled a certain way. The mm -hmm. angle of the pyramid itself is very exacting as well. Like, to put together a pyramid out of blocks that were the size of, like, three or four human beings by hand over a period of like they would have had it took hundreds of years like people like or oh, did it because and died and then got buried and the pyramids weren't even done yet you know what i mean right but but that's it right to, to lyle's point like those advances and enlightenments of different technologies at those times the analog technologies right yeah that that inspiration is what a lot of science fiction um kind of entities media talk to us about about those gifts from gods or gifts from the aliens where mm -hmm. they touch and enlighten a race of people or species at that yeah. moment so they can advance their technology you know so i think it's fascinating but um i learned today actually on your point andrew and i i've got to fact check it so this isn't brutal fact this is batman issue 82 fact um that uh the largest pyramid is actually in mexico mm -hmm. not in egypt i, I yeah. wasn't aware of that and it was actually it wasn't uh, issue 82 it was um batman annual from 2018 i think 2019 it's, uh, no it's somewhere beginning with the letter g um gallopy or something i forget i forget get, get confused um but anyway, it, uh, it only came up in, in that Batman comic because of um, referring to, um, like he was doing a, a Hercule Poirot kind of whodunit kind of investigation. And there was six. The Great six uh, Pyramid of Cholula. There yeah. we go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Cholula. See, and that's what's interesting too with some of those situations is like for some cultures, they don't take credit for building it themselves. Uh, there's cultures that, like you they ask like where did it come from and they're like it came from you know the star people who were here before us thing, yeah they came they built this they taught us these things and i'm like you know most places you know like egypt certainly takes credit for you know pyramids you know like it's it's an accomplishment um but I th I've always found that interesting for the the monuments well, that, that they, don't care, they don't take take credit millions of, of slaves to bring yeah. it back well, isn't that debatable too as like i think they're 
No, it's pretty know. well known that the Jewish people were in, in, enslaved by well, the Egyptians for thousands of yeah. years. Were they the ones who built the pyramids, though, during that time? Were they serfs or, you know, or what? Yeah, well, there's, a large, there's a large, yeah, there's a large, um, uh, diver, uh, divergent groups of uh, different nationalities that went into um, mm -hmm. labor, slave labor for, for those kind of um, constructs, yeah, for sure. Well, Almost every I mean, single modern society rose to power on the back of slavery. Yeah. Well, you look at... I say I most, mean, I mean all. <laughs> in that area of the Mediterranean, you see you have Sumer, who, who came about, I believe, first. And then you do have, you have Egypt right next to it. You have Greece, and then you have the Minoans, Crete. Mm -hmm. I believe it's Crete right there. Crete, yeah. And they all developed... Um, together um, as well like you were saying as far as like warring and stuff like that and to Andrew's point like yeah every group you know you conquer you you took what you wanted out of it and then you made people do your bidding until somebody overthrew mm -hmm. you and yeah. like every single group is is certainly um well, I mean, and then even because it's a human thing and we're nobody's any different we're all humans and that's like a human thing like they're yeah, 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 yeah. corrupt. If you can dominate somebody, you're going to, you know, if you're corrupt, you'll dominate somebody. I mean, the Vikings did it. The Mongols did it. The Chinese did it. The Brits did it. We've done yeah. it. Like, it's just People a matter still of like, doing it. Yeah. Who's yeah, doing it? Who, when? That's what's crazy. Like, how is that not like the, the premier focus? of the whole world like we're looking at like real problems like the united because states the is people who are doing it are the rich ones who are controlling everyone else like yeah because well, because the, the, the billionaires it's but the people speak the poor. that's all but it people is. speak right people speak like they like people are still risking coronavirus contamination by turning out on streets in the u.s day after day mm. after the um the edict of china um claiming full control of hong kong people were out there protesting and hundreds of people from hong mm -hmm. kong and the peoples of china uh, republic of china have been arrested for pro protestation mm -hmm. against what they see which is absolutely right not what they see but as a a matter of humanity fact is like a a a slur or a misaction against human civil rights mm -hmm. you know because yeah. they deem them to be of lower or lesser importance or have lower lesser quality and and value of life you well, know China, and, and it's, it's all wrong China's but way or nobody's way right now right but i think to say that so yes i agree right i might go uh, tangent one minute tangent give me a 60 second countdown right <laughs> so um because you may have to stop me um yep. so it absolutely is okay we got it right go so but it absolutely is but at the minute like so yes it's definitely noticeable in places like north korea and china and in the far east middle east um different caste systems different religions different communist states but also i think with britain and with the uh, state of the u.s it's really difficult right now for me to have discussions of people looking at other nations when we're not getting our own nations set to order and we're not making those valuable changes. People are out there doing it in a small capacity. They have ownership and control of being able to change things in their work environment, their social or friends social. But then when you get people on the streets being battered by enforcement, law enforcement, 
development services or whatever because the nation state doesn't want to change because they want to keep you under their boot i think it's hard to have that discussion about other countries there we go well, that's my probably longer than 60 second thing so with that i mean that's i mean one thing you have to to take with point there's there's one thing with so let's say george floyd there was not like one person i talked to that didn't think that that was like a horrific incident yeah but they have to look at the situation and that you have peaceful protesters but then you have groups of organized individuals who are showing up and they're not showing this like it, literally i'd say if everybody listens to you know if find an independent news outlet who seems like they're they're reasonable you know who they, they criticize when they need to criticize for me like i like tim pools one person i like but you know you can see like the the mainstream media picture of like this is what the news looks like and then you oh, see for the sure it's all agenda driven yeah yeah and then you see you see the drone footage of the overall picture and it's like peaceful protesters building on fire people trying to to you know tear down gates and everything over here and that's the thing is like you've they've been infiltrated it's sad because like there's a reason to protest and want change and this yeah. needs attention agreed and well, I mean, look, look at you have groups like, that infiltrate it yeah yeah, and they're not showing it. And so like the federal officers that they're showing now that the biggest thing, and I was listening to the, the C-SPAN um, with um, uh, Attorney General Barr, you know, that's going, that went on oh, today. Do you see it today? Yeah, yes. Yeah. And so like, the biggest thing for me is it's like, you can't, you can't ignore what's happening. And they talk about like stormtroopers first, like you don't refer to people. We got to stop using language like Nazis and stormtroopers and things like that against our own citizens. Because they keep doing that, and so you have that whole every conservative is a racist, every this, and and mm. that's being driven and pushed, and that's scary too. You don't want that, but at the same time, like when they talk about these agents, it's like okay, you have a city that other cities have managed to stop destruction using regular police force and quail these, you know, pull the people who are causing the problems out of the situation. And it's sad that because those are two different ideologies. They're yeah. not everybody yeah. out there is in the same mindset. The people okay. protesting right now in Portland and burning the government. Well, they're, down, they're attacking the, and right? that's what they said. It's a very defensive the city is the right city's now. eighty over eighty percent white. Like it's one of the least racially diverse cities that I have ever visited. Like yeah. I would almost guarantee that like ninety percent of the people there are white middle aged people. Like what are they they're more offended than the people who need to be yeah. offended and, they and they're destroying no, so, stuff like i don't understand i don't get it i don't understand there's a different so there's a different agenda with those people than the real but i feel like they're giving the cause a bad name like people are so, yeah. associating these middle-aged white people with black lives matter and all they're doing is being destructive like that's not what the movement is about so, Without you know going I mean? too crazy, I would just say look up the organization itself, BLM, like research the people who are at the top. And I know there's like, ties to Marxism. I'm not gonna uh, like, but, and that's what. But we live in a Marxist idea, country anyway. Yeah, so, but the yeah. ideal the ideological meaning behind it all still stands. Like there are still issues that we need to resolve. There are racially disparaging issues whether it be like, look at housing as an example. Housing is extremely segregated and no one has done anything about it ever, really. Like look at Jacksonville as an example. You have white neighborhoods, you have black neighborhoods, you have Indian neighborhoods, and then you have other. 
how many, like, in most, like, we're all, rel I mean, obviously, Dom, you're biracial, but look in most neighborhoods that we live in. Like, how many black people live in your neighborhood, Lyles? Not a lot. Probably not more than no. would live so, <laughs> in downtown I, Jacksonville. You no, know what I mean? I, like, I'd say mine, just to say my neighborhood and where I grew up, I was like one of the few white people. And I'd say on this block, it's it's still like, I, I don't know. I don't have, it's, it's still the same. It's still the same thing. And everybody, I think, I mean, I think I you in on. particular would probably seek out that type of environment. Like you know, I wouldn't well, try to live in a me, white neighborhood. Whereas there are a lot of neighborhoods in Jacksonville that I feel that are pretty much 99% white centric. Yeah. And there are neighborhoods that are not, you know what I mean? Like, right. But just to be clear, I think we're talking about a couple of different things, right? And it's kind of getting interwoven into one point. So kind of rolling it back a little bit because they're all valid points. And I don't know how deep you want to go onto it right now. Um, so I'm one, that I'll go as deep okay. as I can. All right. So, because I want to talk about Ghost of Tsushima as well, but like I think this is a, yes. for me, this is a, a, a topic I'm really passionate about. So maybe yep. uh, it would be really good to break out a dedicated podcast to talk about this kind of stuff, right? Because I think like there's so much value yeah. we can have by opening it out, right? But but so my tuppence worth would be so Black Lives Matter. I think you're both equally right, Andrew and, and Lars, that. Um, for me, the way that I've been talking about it and hearing people talk and share their experience of it is, yes, there is like a, an actual affiliated um, organized movement, right? And that has its ideologies, it has its leaders, it has its intentions, its mission statements and so on, right? So that is one thing to acknowledge. The second thing is the statement in itself that black lives do matter, right? And you can add any affix to the end, the suffix to the end of it is like equally as well, right? Because it's the, the point is when people say Black Lives Matter, what I've experienced, the reason why I have removed my members, a couple of members of my family, a few people of friends, co-workers that all of us on this podcast know, the reason I have no further interaction with them for my life is because there was always a but what about conversation, right? So when you're talking about protesters rioting, defacing buildings, setting things on fire, throwing fencing around and stuff like that, we have to acknowledge, to your point, Lars, don't just consume one independent news outlet or mm. multi, like you wanna have like, go watch Fox, go watch CNN, go watch the large big boys that have opposing views, then go and see what your local press and media are, are doing go and have a look on twitter and facebook at what civilians pedestrians people like you and me are doing like get a fully rounded view don't be so insular that's all i it's the same thing when we're talking about alien theories and and like all that kind of stuff why limit yourself to one resource of information when it's better to get a rounded view like andrew was saying about the nazis in the world wars right have a consume yourself have conversations with people that don't look like you that have different views with you have calm conversations ask to hear their opinion while you calmly share your views as well that's the only way that 
things can change. So when someone says Black Lives Matter, it doesn't matter if you're uh, white, Caucasian, American or Brit, or if you're biracial, or if you're an African American, or if you're Black American, or Hispanic or Latina, or, or whatever it is, right? Whatever your background is, if we're not having these conversations, and when someone says Black Lives Matter, they may not be saying, hey, I support the whole movement and the ideology of this organization. What I'm saying is that I don't think it's right that people are treated differently and have different opportunities in life because of the skin color or their background mm -hmm. or where they've come from or, or their ethnicity. So I think for me, the, that's the conversation I'm having with people at work, at my new job, uh, people in my friends and family, and a lot of people that I'm talking to right now aren't comfortable about talking about it. So I would just encourage you to get over that uncomfortability and that kind of discomfort and just don't be saying like, how can I act and how can I be and what should I be doing? Like, just listen and support when people mm. are asking for it, right? That's, that's the, the best way you can be an ally if you're not... Yeah if you're not impacted directly because you're not kind of like oppressed against or prejudiced or discriminated against right the second point of it about the riots and the protests right so we know that protests started out peacefully by people across the country right after and, and a lot of it picked up um you know with Trayvon when that all happened a few years ago and then it reignited itself with George Floyd um you know so the Trayvon Martin kind of killing was the first thing that kind of like sparked it. And now this year with George Floyd's murder um, being the kind of like the one that everyone identified with. And then a lot of other people that weren't interested or, or didn't know about it, they started hearing about Breonna Taylor, you know, Ahmed Arbery and like a lot of other mm -hmm. black like persons. And other ones that have happened. There, the two, no, more than there's, that, there's, Yeah, there is. There's, there's hundreds. I mean, on both sides of the case, like regardless of race, like there's hundreds of murders that the police right, so every so, year. <laughs> so this is what I'm getting to. This is what I'm getting to, right? Because the protests started out peacefully. There was an incepted group of um, anti-protesters that were causing a lot of the violent part of it from the protest side mm. of the barricade, right? So they were the ones that- It's almost like an antagonization. They did exactly, it right? Running. Exactly. And there's a lot of footage out there that, that proves that the evidence is out there. So yeah. I'm not going to go through every case right now because of the podcast timeline and we want to talk about one or two other game stuff, right? But when that happens, and then any leader of that nation condones it and amplifies the, the enforcement attacking the civilians, that can never be a good place. When he's using insightful language, insightful behaviors, dispositions. Um, and in the UK, we have something similar our leader prime minister is just more of a buffoon more of a clown like compared to the one over here from my perspective so when those conversations are happening and now in portland over the last week or two we've been seeing it they've been protesting for like 64 days or something or whatever concurrently mm -hmm. yeah they burnt that building down because they were trying to make a statement so if you think we're all really lucky i would say to limit our challenges in life by oh, maybe I didn't get 
that job or I can try and get this other job or maybe I've got to buy a new car here, right? But when you have something that is so critical to you because you're being siphoned away as lesser or lower value because of the color of your skin or your background or your ethnicity and your voice is taken away or it's ignored and the people in an enforcement group or a social support um, government group ignore you or actually kill you at the end of you phoning them up for support because you're in a mental health state then well, you don't have any, that, any like call. some even like some of the actions of our leaders has have been more patronization of well it's dismissive is a problem yeah. It's, it's, dis, it's dismissive and reductive. A lot of they're utilizing it for a situation. They're like, I'll jump on this cause now right. so I can get a vote, and then they'll move on. And your cause exactly. is elections in November. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you've got 100 days. What is it? 98 days from now, I think. 99 yeah. or 98 days from now. Yep. But you've got to have registered to vote. You've got to get your stuff sorted out because there might be time delay with postal delays and things like that. So get, get that done. So, my last point so when your voice is taken away, when every pathway to acting on change and just being able to raise your hand and say hey no enough is enough this isn't good like is i absolutely don't agree with violent protests or or destruction of property but when you've got i can understand it from the perspective of we're saying all this stuff we're kneeling down or we're sitting in a park and i'm getting rubber bullets pummeled at me or tear gas um i've got a safety mask because of the coronavirus and that's being pulled down by a police officer or a militant um, armed spray in my face exactly that (laughs) is not that is not keeping the peace of a peaceful protest that is antagonizing and that is brutality so there is absolutely going to be fallout and that is where things of that police build that government building was being attacked and burned and I don't agree with it, but I can 100% see that that was a reaction to a voice and actions being dismissed and ignored and stifled. And my final point is when the problem of this police brutality and a them against us thing, whether it's yes, you're for the police and yes, you're for this president versus I am for people of black or brown skin tone and color, when the conversation becomes turned into well black people are being killed by the police or the enforcement agencies well white people are as well that is a non-conversation because Mm -hmm. at the very first point the people that we pay our taxes to uphold the law shouldn't be killing anyone yeah exactly they shouldn't be killing anyone it doesn't matter who you are what you look like the point is their job is to detain protect and serve that's right, it. but, but their job is if, if you are deemed to be having suspicious behavior or a criminal, and I'm going to pull you over because your rear brake light out or whatever, or I see you committing a robbery or you're using a counterfeit cash or check, I should arrest you, handcuff you, take you to a police station for questioning, and then we should carry out the investigation from that point. I just, I, I feel like you, I, I'm with you. Like, I honestly, like, with, with everything, I just want to make sure that we cut it off it's just like and that's the thing is like you're definitely you're seeing it and it's it's basically expressing empathy towards people who are in a situation that you're not currently in and being able to express that but i think that's that's the thing is like in some situations like yes you do have a peaceful protest and you have a cop going too far like the cop who pushed down the the old man like everybody saw that video like 
they're marching through, they're telling him to move. They kind of knock him down. He busts his head on the concrete. Like that's a 90 year old man. It doesn't matter. Older gentleman, not something that anybody. But it doesn't matter. It's a civilian. He was just walking down the street. Well, that's what I mean. They shouldn't have done that, obviously. But that's not the only case. So that's the problem, Lyle. There's a a disabled uh, trans guy, right? That was beat. It's just so many occurrences. So but it has to stop because now we have cops being shot dead in cold blood before anybody was antagonizing these cities that stood by and said, let them burn it out of their system. That is not an option. Let them burn it out. Yeah, civil unrest. Yeah, I don't condone it for sure. So all it taught me is if I'm a store owner in downtown Seattle or downtown, whatever, when I call the cops, they're not coming. Like if there's people outside my door, I better be able to defend myself right now because they're not coming because somebody got shot in another city thousands of miles away or somebody got killed and it's horrific. And we all agree it's horrific, but now my livelihood's gonna get destroyed and cops are gonna stand by. And they allowed it to continue, continue, continue. And then what you have is real protesters being influenced by real organized criminals as well. And they're leading and it's not, and that's, that's the sad part is I always think like there's an opportunity for a real voice to come of this, but you're not going to see it as long as these outside agitators uh, agitators are doing something. And there's a lot of cities that stood down completely. They stood down their police force. They let they it did. Happen. The mayors got involved. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and that's been cops. fantastic, right? You yeah. have, well, not for the people who lost businesses during the process. No, no, no. What, I, what I mean is it's been fantastic that there has been at a level where people can influence serious change and look to de-escalate the situation that is going on they're they're trying to find a way to do that right because i think this other thing with like the defund the one it doesn't mean like eradicate the police like a police force an enforcement agency is required right you need it because there are criminals like so defund the police it just means look at the budget that the government pays to police forces um to the armed forces and then have a look at how if someone calls up um and i forget the name of the the gentleman um in the one highlighted showcase of it where he called up and he's like i'm having a mental uh health breakdown episode Mm -hmm. i need some support and they send armed police officers there when really someone like a community social worker or a doctor should have been um, sent a counselor you know uh, exactly so the defund the police kind of tag is a bit misleading because a lot of people will read that as a headline strap line and they'll think get rid of cops that is not what it means what it means is reapportion funding so that you have better social care systems across education health care for everyone and then using the overfloated over bloated monies that go into it and reevaluate uh, police targets it's as well so I think uh, you, but you yeah say that but like that's the thing it's like there's not an organized because you say the fun police is that and i believe for your beliefs like that's reorganized where the money's going like however it, you know somebody else can go to that call and like yes you believe that but there are people out there who are also saying abolish the police not to fund and okay I, I, I so that's like wrong that's, and that's that's definitely wrong. And they're and yeah. they're the ones. The abolish the police are at the rallies right now. The the f the feds are at the and and they're participating. And in Dom, I know like if you look at the last election, they were there in the last election. They were organized. They showed up. 
And I think it's sad. Oh, no, I agree. Like, yeah, no, I agree. With it. I'm not denying that presence. It's yeah, sad for sure. because I feel like it's everybody, you know, like Black Lives Matter, like you said, it shouldn't be a question. Of course. I don't need to say like anything on top of that. I don't need to say that anything else matters because I understand the situation. Like I'm not in the same situation as somebody else. Like this is the group that the attention should go to at the moment. And that's what sucks is I feel like this group that has infiltrated that group or who is claiming to speak for like an overall like movement does not have the best interest that that's mixed up because they're attaching. And all I'll agree. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like when they pass a bill and they're like, I'm going to pass this bill and I'm going to call it the, the free cake for everybody bill. And it's going to sound awesome. But like inside the bill, it has all these hundred other things that has nothing to do with like the primary. It's now illegal to vape issue. anywhere near a child. And they push it through. <laughs> so like that, that's like, I want to see it. And I'm sad because like, it's for me, I feel like there's nobody in the middle who yeah. represents the most the public well, I, is center. Right. So my it's, last point, my last point is because I, do agree exactly from your perspective, Lars. I think there is um, an insipid, organized group of anti-change supporters, right? The change they want is an extremist change. They're anti-American in general. Well, I, I mean, that's a different discussion because like, I, uh, anyway, um, because that's a whole different discussion about what yeah. patriotism is, what nationalism is, what Ameri being American is, right? Um, and I'm not adverse to comment on that not being an american only living out here for 10 years like i can only see it from an outsider's observation view right and because my inheritance is like i grew up in england so i know what it feels like or what it should feel like to be english or british or whatever raised in that way but but my my, my final point because i know we we're running long on this um um is very simply uh but i do want to do another podcast just about this kind of stuff because it is so passionate is when you do have an extremist group that is going the total opposite way that isn't good for anyone either mm -hmm. for sure mm -hmm. so what i would challenge everyone on this podcast here as hosts you all to do now and anyone that's listening and watching is have a look at your facebook feeds have a look at your twitter feeds have a look at the organizations whether it's news media outlets whether it is anyone that is talking about black i would challenge you to look at the people that are posting those commentary like what is their perspective and are they coming from an allyship perspective are they coming from a voting election perspective are they coming from a media hype perspective or are they coming from you as a black american or a black person in general and saying hey look this is my experience of living in this country and this is what <laughs> she obviously doesn't know what she just walked yeah, into yeah a but, super but, serious but conversation yeah but, <laughs> yeah but but that's what i would i i would challenge you to do right and so if you want some guidance you can follow me on twitter look at the retweets i do look at the people that i support i follow i'm having conversations with get a more diverse representation of people from different ethnicities different skin colors different backgrounds and listen and read their stories and the organizations or the um, causes that they are talking about and the changes that they're looking for because that might then give you, you all a different perspective compared to just knowing two headlines called defund the police and black lives matter absolutely 
Well, listen, guys, I think uh, we have about hit our hour. Um, <laughs> Two hours? <laughs> almost. No, great conversation, though. I think um, for me, this was a little bit scary just because I haven't really talked about it. Uh, and I, I won't right now just because we're over an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nick, you start now. No. Yeah, right. No, we can chop yeah. it. We can chop it and do it a second. No, we don't. No, we don't. We don't edit. We don't edit anything we do. Um, so that's not 100% accurate, but well, okay. Well, I mean, you'll edit we, we're cutting out the anyway. uh, ingrained hair stuff, right? Yeah. But, oh, of exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I think it was it was um, definitely a topic that needed to be discussed and um, I mean, you guys are just fucking great anyway. I, I love all of you anyway. I miss everybody. But um, I think for next week, we'll, we'll, see what, we'll see what we come up with. And uh, I know, Dom, uh, we want to get into some video game stuff next week. Yeah, um, for sure. Other than that, I mean, just go fucking – maybe don't shake somebody's hand, but fucking fist bump or elbow bump, whatever, man. Like, the hate's got to stop when we're another. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah exactly. Something educate. from a source you don't normally educate. read. I think yeah, right. that's the deal is that's normal society doesn't behave that way. And that's what I was going to say, like my neighbors right. and where I live, because the way I grew up, I haven't thought anything of anybody because I grew up around so many different people yeah. my entire life, yeah. which I yeah. think is actually a benefit of living like in the South that a lot of places like Portland don't get is like, right. you're not just seeing one group of people. Um, and I walk outside and no matter, like I'd say it's pretty split in my area and everybody's doing the same thing they're going to work in the morning they're coming mm -hmm. home their kids are driving riding the street they're doing the lawn yeah i go help somebody do something they help me and the i mean world i, think I see outside is not the world that's happening in television and in media it's yeah. not, no, not like, at all and, and not you know reality, what's funny but that's the level of privilege i'm sorry man but yeah lawrence you you say it though and, and you're right because even in my neighborhood here I was on the back porch yesterday um, having a beer and we have, so the way that our, our, we're, we're all pretty close together. Okay. And dude, I had three neighbors that I haven't talked to since we've been here. Uh, we're yelling back and forth uh, at the, at the porch, just saying, Hey, welcome to the neighborhood. <laughs> Come knock on my door. If you need something like, it's a completely different atmosphere, man. Like, I, like Jacksonville, don't get me wrong. Like I, I, it, it was, it was good while it lasted, but man, it's just a different world where we're at right now. Where you're at, and yeah. where like where a little I'm at slower. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit slower, and and people like, I've got African American neighbors. You know, like um, there's Spanish right across the way. Uh, Mike, the guy right over here, is Eastern European. Like, that's and, my and we, street. My I'm like I have dude, like. It's it's awesome, man. It's awesome. I have two families of or three families of older Eastern European folks that live kind of like all together. It's like parents, parents, and then all of their kids. Almost it seems like live in yeah. this, the house. They're doing some sketchy stuff, and I've seen them waving guns around in the in, out of their cars. But that's neither <laughs> here nor there. And that's not uh, attribute that to their ethnicity, right? Yes, yeah. yeah. no, 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 like, no, 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 they're they're as white as they're, I am. But I mean, but I have like a very diverse street. Like I, I, that's part of the reason I wanted to move in is because like there's only I mean. 
a very it's very equally diverse with large amounts of different ethnic groups living on the street whether it be eastern european or african-american or asian-american or whatever you like whatever um i, I, I feel like it, jacksonville is really well represented on my row <laughs> but i think that i think that's a key thing right um just going back to the point i mean we've spoken about two big topics right is like conspiracy theories with alien kind of being out there um and as not being the only group in the in the universe and the other theme is obviously like social justice um social justices but the common themes are just like educate yourself right it's just mm -hmm. expose yourself to conversations or media or information or people that have diverging views to yourself like gain some other perspective and be able to freely share your perspective as well and and um yep. And that's how we can learn more about aliens. We can learn more about our neighbors, right? And have a yep. slow step towards a better harmonious life. And we don't, have to, the, we, we don't have to agree all the time. Like, no, we that, don't. That's the yeah. thing I think we don't. That I enjoy about this podcast the most is that like, there are times where we definitely disagree. Like there are things that we yep. each say that irk, one of us we're like no that's not right there's no way you know what i mean right 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 but, but also too it's just like the sharing of things i read it's not and like so like it's either we're reading things we're seeing articles we're reading journals we're discussing our lives and current events and things that we're thinking and things that we're seeing and yep. so like that's the conversation that we're trying to implore to others yeah. right like whether mm -hmm you have a differing viewpoint of other people or not, regardless, you need to figure out why your viewpoint is different. You need to understand what your viewpoint is, what you stand for as a human being, and then understand how it affects other people. Like, yeah. And not, and not just telling people, no, you're wrong. Like they might, yeah. be, right. Just like they, they might be wrong as you interpret it to being opposite to your view. And some people mm -hmm. might be wrong saying, Hey, no, like there are some, like, there are some absolute facts, right? Murdering mass genocide is an absolute aberration. I think everyone should agree to that unless you are on the um, maniacal end of the spectrum and you wish to carry out, but there are some absolute right. truths and absolute facts, right? So is this the but point if, where we start talking about how abortion is mass genocide no. on okay. groups? Oh, that is no, definitely no, no. a new podcast. <laughs> that is definitely a different podcast. Jesus. And that has, we'll, we'll put that on our Patreon pay to, pay to view. Shit. Jesus. Oh my god! I can't. There were millions yeah. of aborted that'll, black babies last that'll year. That'll be. Just throwing it that'll out be. There. I'm just saying. That'll be pay per view edition. <laughs> yeah, this I mean, enthusiasm. Yeah, See, I, would, there's, dude, I can have that conversation. Why are all the abortion clinics in lower income neighborhoods? Answer me that. Andrew, do you want to end the podcast or not? So my last point is, yeah, have yeah, conversations yep. Finish up. and have conversations, have respectful conversations. So mm -hmm. bring your perspective yep. to someone respectfully, right? So even on this conversation today, like, like it brings up passions and different perspectives between Lars and myself, right? But we're coming from the same perspective of wanting to see change, but Absolutely. there might be slightly different mm -hmm ways of it but we're having that conversation respectfully so i can better understand one perspective someone else can better understand my perspective and then we can yep. advocate to getting to a point and if you're going to clash 
and have an opposite thing. The, the key reason is not just saying, hey, you know what, Andrew, you're wrong. I don't agree with you. My way is the right way. Like, yeah. explain right. to me why. Like, what has shaped your view of the world to put you in that perspective, right? All right. Yep. But yeah, you're right. Let's get out of here. Yep. Have that chat. Have that chat. Say hello to somebody. Don't be a dick. Nick, That's out. the key. Don't be uh, a dick. That should be our <laughs> be podcast t shirt. Don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, it should. All right. We out. Bye. 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 Bye.